Hey, oh, listen, I want to apologize. I want to apologize for the fact that I didn't say goodnight and goodbye in the last one. But I, was I, just, so, I teed you up, girl. I was so upset about the rentamom.com. <laughs> and then you made me laugh so darkly. And then I couldn't, I forgot myself. Oh, wait, I need to get my laptop. Are we going to do, First are of we all, talking? Fuck you, bitch. Because oh. this already kind of is an idea. It says household assistance. A household manager or personal assistant officially How much is this? provides you with a smoothly running home. This ain't going to be affordable. babysitting. Responsibilities of a household manager, arranging and coordinating all household appointments, taking a pet to the groomer or vet, light or... Ex- How Hold much? on. Because I feel like you're talking uh, about people like, who are poor. I think poor. it's one of those things where you have to email, inquire. Oh, uh, get a quote. Wait, fees. Oh, Four-month guarantee. Oh, these are for people that would full-time like live with you or like be around a lot. So like 12 to 30 hours a week, it would be $1,300. Placement fee. How much a week? Thirteen hundred. Oh, maybe this is like what they pay to be placed. Salaries. Average salaries for full-time live-out applicants are eighteen to thirty-two hundred per month. Approximately sixteen to twenty-two an hour, based on thirty to fifty-hour work week. So this is like, this is like the like I have room to have someone move in and help me. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking. Right. I'm thinking about the more like midline. Like I don't have money to bring someone in full-time, but I need a day off. <laughs> Like, I need a day where someone helps me clean and makes a meal for me and my kids and, like, or just me as, like, lonely college student or me as, like, mid-30s away from my family individual who just wants a little, little help. But I do like the idea of, like, the household... Um, <sighs> manager. Manager. A household manager. That's a really cool See, idea. See, that that's cool. sounds better. It is, but, you know, I want moms. That's what I want. I just think that's weird. Rent-a-mom temporary services. Oh, wait, I'm doing my Whatever. work password. Um, Rent-a-mom temporary nannies for short-term positions. If, you're, if you don't understand what we're talking about in the last episode, we talked about my Yeah, you guys got to go back, listen to the previous yeah, episode. Yeah, in fucking order, bitch. We fight for a minute. Whether it's you great. Need a, whether you need a mother's help helper or babysitter for a day, an evening, a week, a weekend, or even a few weeks, Rent-a-mom is available for you. Our temporaries are screened and background checked, many of whom are seeking full or part-time positions and are part of the temporary pool while searching for their permanent placement. Um... Please provide notice. Yeah, it doesn't really... Okay. Daily agency fee. An- optional annual membership, $75, plus a daily fee of 13 per day. Temporary nannies are paid hourly for basic child care, 14 to $17 per hour. Parents helpers, 15 to 17. 24-hour rates range from 185 to 225 per 24-hour period. Okay, so this is more about taking care of your kids. Mm-hmm. But it's an interesting... There's, there's already interesting ideas out there. I'm just saying... Here you go. I'm pissed at rentamom.com. Get a meeting with an app developer. I was literally checking it to see if I could just buy it, but it's gone. It's okay. Mom for a day, bitch. How are you babies doing? What's going on? Let me know. Listen, if you're on SoundCloud, you know you can leave comments at certain little markers, and you can tell us what you think about what we're saying and what we're doing and how you're doing and tell us your feelings and your fears and your dreams, and uh, you should do that. (laughs) Anticlimactic, I know, but... Should we, should we do some questions? Yeah, let's do some questions. All right, guys. Go. So for those of you who don't know, we've got a website. It is adventuresinroomating.com. You can send us a question through the website, through the form that is available on there. Also, you can just email us directly mm. uh, at uh, roommatepod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, here we go. This is, uh, this is a good, solid subject. Oh, guys, about like sexual uh, assault. It says, no, no. <laughs> a fun and short little question about some nips. Thought you like that. Uh, what kind of nips you got? 
Oh, I didn't eat my other bagel bite. <laughs> this is such a weird question, Beads. Speaking of nips. Okay, well, here we let go. Me find the hole real quick. Yeah, find that hole. Put it in your mouth. I can't find it. And this then hole just so well hidden. engulf is it. Is that the hole? Engulf it in your mouth. Is Ooh. this how men feel during sex? Or like, I mean, do I put it in here? Sometimes it's you know you just need like a little help. I don't know if that was a hole, but I got it. Okay. Uh, message: Don't say my name, but you can call me Nipples if you want. Whatever okay, toots your horn. Sure. All right, Nips. Okay. How do y'all feel about inverted nipples? Love them, hate them, or are indifferent? If hmm. someone you were hooking up with took off their shirt and revealed their inverted nips, would uh-huh. you be taken aback for a minute? Vain question, I know. Interesting. I feel like it wouldn't bother me one way or another. Um, well, I mostly fuck men, and I haven't done much with their nipples. So, I mean, if it's in or out, it don't really matter. Girls like a belly button. I don't really give a shit. I just know what I got. I think my neighbor... As a kid, who was like kind of overweight, had inverted nipples. Interesting. We were always like running around outside, like in the, in the summers, like yes, with water guns. Snips. Um, but I don't is know if like that's something a, that changes as you grow does up. It, or is it, does it affect in any kind of way, like someone that likes to suckle on your nipples because they're inverted? Is it just like they gotta suckle the outside of the nipple, or they get the little nubbin? You know, I got a nubbin that goes out. I'm an Audi. Are you talking about a woman or a man? Either or. Who's suckling on a man's nipple? Whoever's suckling... People suckle on man's I, nipples. I thought you were talking in regards to nursing. Mm-mm. That's what I thought you were talking about. I'm not talking about babies here. Oh, it looked like you were being very, like, I'm squeezing some milk out. I was touching my nipple. Well, I'm trying to emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> trying to emotionally, this invisible love Trying to cream your milk. coffee a little bit, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just like, oh, I just need a little cream. Oh, yeah. Ooh, girl, do you remember the scene? Have you ever seen... Um, what's oh, the I'm stripper so movie? Um, what's the stripper movie? You know what I'm talking uh, about. Honey. No, uh, no, glitter, that's not glitter. Don't no. Um, uh, coyote, coyote, ugly. No, with the chick from um, Say by the Bell. Oh my gosh, Showgirls. Mm. Yeah, I remember that shit. She kills that dude because she puts poison on her nipples. <laughs> In that and movie, then he suckles on it, and then he starts like coughing up blood. Oh my god! In that movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> that movie is crazy. <laughs> she does like a little dance Ooh. for someone. And she's got stuff on her nipples, and he suckles on it, and he dies. How has? I wonder if how did this get made? Ever do Showgirls? Oh, they better. They should. Uh, so I hope that answers your nipple question. Yeah, I don't feel uh, any kind of person. weird way about inverted nipples. Girl, own those nipples and, and tout them freely and proudly. You know, force, force people, don't force people's mouths on anything, I but people like 90% are consensually. of the people who write in are, are female, girl. Yeah. I'm just realizing that. Well, it's because I, I attract the ladies. Um, next it's question. really Margot's demo. It's Margot's demo. Mm-hmm. Subject is no dick loving. Another interesting subject. Message. Hello, Papito Keith, Ma <laughs> Tanjas, and Lil BB Margo. So, I've been dating this great guy for about four to five months. This is the longest I've been seeing the same person, and I'm really happy with how things are going. That's intense. Uh, he gives affection with ease, and we talk almost daily, but the uh-huh. dick game is so weak. Oh, no! <laughs> I want to kick and scream like an insolent uh, child. Uh, I have a really high sex drive. Uh, and in time, we've been seeing each other. No, in the sorry, time we've no. been seeing each other, we've had sex maybe three or four times. Oh, no. Ooh. Oh, girl. This is a friend. Oh, baby girl. Well, no. It just could be that their sex drives are different. No, I know. But if her sex drive is so whatever. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm yeah. saying that like this might not be someone that... Oh, I have thoughts, but continue. 
Oh, and then it says, when we do sleep together, it lasts maybe five minutes before I want to get on top, and he goes soft immediately after I get on top. Aww. I should... I know I should reach out to him and see if there's something we can do. Well, yeah, yeah girl, send him a text. That's exactly what you should do. <laughs> well, not reach out like, yeah, but you should yeah, definitely, no, you know, have a conversation. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I know it's such a sensitive topic for men. That's true. I really like this guy, and I'd hate to have to leave an 80% situation just because that 20% mm. isn't there. God, but that 20% is dick. Yeah, but that 20%, yeah. Oof. Well, that's, yeah. Do you have any advice on how I could approach this with him? Thanks for your time, guys. You get me through the stoned, cold Canadian winters. Oh, fucking Canada. Get me some Timmy Ho's in my honor. Thank you. I mean, I can answer this from I was gonna say, maybe a I guy's think, perspective. Yeah, because wanna... we all know that I'm trash, so you probably should give a better example of how to deal well, with well, this. Go ahead. You, go, you say what you're going to say. Well, I just think that, like, sex isn't everything, but I think sex is super important for me. At least that connection, that like physical whatever. And so I think there are a few ways that you have to deal with it. Like I wouldn't go right to breakup. I would first, you have to address it on some level. You have to be like, you know, what are, you really need to start asking the questions of like, what are you into? What do you like? What do you want me to do? And I think get him more excited about it and make him feel more confident in it so that we can start getting down to business. But also you just might not be sexually compatible. And I think that's okay. Maybe she sucks on top. I mean, I'm not a top girl. I have the few times I've tried to get on top. I'm just like, I literally can't discern my thigh from my vagina. So this is just too, I need you to be on top and I need to be splayed so that you can find the entrance because this is too, uh, yeah. I feel like I'm just like no. riding, I'm like sitting uncomfortably on a bark lounger and I can't fucking, well, I don't like it. That's why you got to practice, girl. You got to practice makes better. Uh, I ain't got that kind of balance, girl. Just, just bend it me down like excuses, or bend me girls. over. Or I'll just blow you. It's just easier. Um, Ooh, I think I'm going to be getting some sex in a few weeks I think for this guy, I don't really know But Mm. it seems like his sex drive is for sure lower than yours Truth But I think first and foremost, yeah, you need to have a conversation Be like, hey, I think you're great You're everything I could possibly want You're affectionate, we talk So let's figure this out But for me, sex is really important And I don't want to pressure you so instead of pressuring, yeah. you know, you are not talking to you about it. I want to have a conversation so we can figure this out so we can both be happy. Right. Yeah. Because I feel like when for me, when it comes to feeling any any sort of pressure mm-hmm. during sex, that really can affect my performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I get in my own head about things and then like I just can't not yeah. think about things Fair. that I uh, feel pressure about. So, um, yeah, I think you should talk. I'd be like, if you want to have sex more than... Once a month, it seems like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think once a week is a good, yeah, even true Stephen sort of situation. I mean, yeah, I think it's you know, it's so hard, right? Because you never know why someone's sex drive is the way it is or what's affecting that, and it's not necessarily a bad thing to have a low sex drive or a high sex drive. It's just that that's how you are. Yeah. So it's like you don't know if this is a situation where he's just stressed at work, or he just doesn't really like sex that sure. much, or he's been sure. abused in some kind of way, yeah. or he just you know. That position just isn't one he likes. Like, it could be a million different things. And people can improve sex. Their sex performance. Yeah, you can learn. It's not like it's, oh, that's how they are. And there's no room. Yeah. There's no way they're going to get better. It's Ooh. like, no, you can You need to bless him read. with a magical pussy. You can and then, read. You and can watch. Him. Yeah. Like, educational sex videos, not just porn. And, but, to you use know. It, and to use it as an opportunity to, like, fucking let's experiment. Let's try yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't like going on, you don't like me being on top, like, what if you go down on me? What if you do this? Like, let's try some things that make me feel if good. I go and down on you. And let's try some things that make you feel good and, like, focus on that first or, before it's, like, sex time. You know, there are times where it's, like, I could just say that if there was a t- 
time to be like, look, I don't want you to do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to take care of you tonight. Okay. I think and not saying that's every time, but yeah, I'm yeah. saying maybe once in a while be yeah, like sit back, relax, you have nothing you have to do to me. I'm yeah, going to yeah. please you. Interesting. I like it. And then maybe flip that. Maybe the next night it's yeah. all And actually I actually I have seen that where like married couples are having problems not both mutually getting off. Mm-hmm. So then they kind of switch. Let's focus. Tonight is my night. Tomorrow's yeah, yeah. your night, and then you kind of go back and forth. I like that. Where they focus only on your pleasure. There's so much pressure. It's to, a lot of pressure, yeah. Sex is so full of pressure to like both be in the same place at the same time, getting off in the same way, and if you don't, it's like you're not meant for each other, and that's just not the truth. I've been in plenty of situations where either I got off and they didn't, or they didn't get off, or I didn't get off and they got off, and it's like you just figure out how to communicate that and, and learn and... Grow together or find new dick if it don't all work out. And look, that's the thing, too. It's like I I think, you know, the main – it could be – an argument could be made that the main mm-hmm. difference between like a friendship and a relationship mm-hmm. is sex. the sex, right? It's, yeah. it's kind of what's separate. I love fucking It's the my intimacy. <laughs> it's that intimacy I'm that all my friends. is a, you know, I guess a privilege of, the, of a relationship or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Maybe not a privilege, but, you know, it's, it's an add-on. <laughs> <laughs> True, though, there right. are relationships that don't have sex. Sure, though. yeah. True. Absolutely. Um, relationships, what you make it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I think for a, for a, for a good amount of people, they right. see the difference between their friendships and their relationships as this is a person that I'm physically intimate with. Yeah. Or it could be even like I'm more and more getting into like poly sort of non-monogamy True. sort of stuff. And it's like maybe this is like your main person that you love mm. and is like a, a 80% for you. Yeah, but sexually but it's maybe just sexually, not the whatever. You would go out and have like maybe a few other sex partners that you would regularly see. I Not people, like I know people that do that. Just like yeah, you know, someone that you're safe, people that you're safe with, and it's like your go-to is like if I'm horny and I need to fuck, and my mm-hmm. current partner isn't into that right mm-hmm. now, I could go over and hang out and get Ooh. digged down. True, get digged down. <laughs> but I'll tell you what: the, before you have the conversation about hey, I want to go fuck other people, yeah, no, no, you should definitely have the conversation <laughs> yeah. about like okay, but how do we make this work? No, I'm not first? saying lead. Do not lead with <laughs> Don't that. Don't lead with that one. <laughs> That's <laughs> even something you got to be okay Ooh, with yourself. You're about to fuck someone up. <laughs> Because I, I believe if that's something you are okay with doing for yourself, then you would have to be okay with your partner also doing that. That is true. And human beings are complicated. All right. Next question. Yeah. Oh, from a, from a dude. Good luck, baby girl. Um, this is a response to time, the gro- time to grow the fuck up how. Okay. So this must be a response to a previous question we answered. Okay, sure. Hi, you can use my name. It's Jeremy. Long time listener fan, first time writer. Oh my God, we literally just just said this. Uh, Thank you both for the podcast. It helps me get through my work days. Yay. Uh, It sounds like you're being super productive. (laughs) Don't uh, tell your boss. From our podcast episode, my sex list was too long for Instagram. Oh yeah, that was recent. Yeah, true. A question was asked about growing up slash advancing in a career that requires... People management. Okay, so I remember that question. Oh, I do remember that question because they were like, they were being pushed to the next level and they didn't want to do it. Uh, This person writes, I wanted to add that unless that's a specific requirement to advance in the career at that company, there are many higher up positions that utilize other skills and do not require you to become a people manager. I'm a 27-year-old project manager that falls under a, quote, support position within my company. I've never managed people, but I do manage processes. I mm. fucking hate people. So there's that. Attached <laughs> is me and my pillow. Thanks. And he sent us this picture. I'm like, 
Wait, is it one of those glitter ones? Yeah, it is, where you like slide up and it's glitter and I then you slide it down and it's like fucking, well, I love you. Yep, yep. Let's date. I didn't quite understand what he said, but hopefully the person listening Yeah, that's specific to you. That. We need to start like a pen pal situation for all you motherfuckers to respond to each other's questions. God, remember well, doing I guess pen the pals? Reddit, girl. We could start doing the Reddit again where like per episode, people can come in and give their opinions and you all can check and see. What's the Reddit again? Our Reddit? It should be roommate pod. Is it? Reddit.com uh, dot slash r slash roommate pod. I'm so not good at Reddit. I'm trying to get better. Yeah. Slash yeah. Uh, r slash roommate pod. So go to reddit.com slash r slash roommate pod. And, uh, oh my God, I, they're so active on here. Are they really active? Well, they got this episode we're talking about. Oh, that's 16 days ago, though. Okay, cool, though. We, we haven't uploaded since like December, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, keep doing that, girl. I'm going to check in on this Reddit. And that's a good place for you guys to give some feedback to the other BBs. And if you've asked a question that's been asked in the podcast, go to the Reddit. And see Someone wrote, this is pancakes, Megan. If you become more active in this sub, endless <gasps> pancake pictures and videos oh. await you. Wow, they're trying to swoop me in. <gasps> they know my heart. Oh, oh I want more pancake. His name's Pancake. <laughs> oh, fuck me up. That's a pretty good name for a dog. Oh no. You know what I would know? I would name it a dog girl. What? Baby. Baby. My mom left the dog with someone. His name's Gizzy, and they just started calling him Baby. And I guess he started responding to it. <laughs> oh man. I was like, that's such a cute dog name. I okay. love it. Next, Next question. question yeah. All right. So this is an audio recording. Just oh, 35 seconds. Scary. Okay. I haven't screened it, guys. Well, hopefully it's nothing racist hopefully. or homophobic. <laughs> uh, the subject is help me, parentheses, not a relationship problem. You want me to help you with your taxes? What do you want help with? Okay. Uh, just in case you want to follow work. First steps, put the podcast on Google Play Music. Choking on my dick. All right. Here we go. Here's the question. This might be. Hello, Mama Tom, just Alpha Keith and Precious Baby Margo. Sorry if my voice sounds a little weird or raspy or sex operator-ish. I was going to say. Mm-hmm. I'm currently under the weather. I was Ooh. wondering... You could be under... Never mind. You don't know the age. When we go through the steps You're right. to add the podcast to, like, Google Play so I can have all the podcasts that I listen to all in one spot. Um, yeah, that's all. That's all <laughs> Bitch, you I'm asking saying. me if I could add shit? She's if I could do another job? She's asking you to do more work, girl, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. I'll think about it. How Google do I even play? do that? Publish your Google... I'll have to Google oh, that for God. you, because we know you're going to not do it. I got too many <laughs> balls in the air, and they're breaking all the time. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Yeah, I think so you have to do we'll it from, I think you have it. to do it from like Roommate Pod or something. Uh, so okay. You'll figure it out. Daddy Key's going to figure it out for you, baby girl. Next question. Boyfri- uh, the subject is boyfriend who won't take action. Parentheses and a note to a BB from a previous episode. I don't believe in tw- in boyfriends in 2018. <laughs> uh, messages, please don't say my name because you never know. Hey, lovelies, my boyfriend of two years is overweight. This is this in itself is not a problem. Okay. He's always been a big dude, and I'm crazy about him. Okay. Recently, he went back to school at age 28, leaving a job that was physically demanding. Okay. This, in combination with stress from school, He's has caused weight. him to put in put on additional weight. Okay. Again, I don't have a problem with this. 
My issue is that he keeps saying he wants to lose weight because mm. of how it negatively, negatively impacts his mood and health. Mm-hmm. But then he doesn't take any steps to do that. Ooh, I've offered assistance rough. in the past by looking up therapists, going to the gym with him, and cooking most of our meals. Mm-hmm. I've also backed off in instances where he said he wants to handle this himself. Okay. But nothing seems to inspire him to improve his situation. It just gets exhausting trying to help someone who won't help themselves. That's true, girl. Ah, I feel you. Uh, I've spent a lot of time and money doing it, which I'm happy to do, but it's discouraging when he doesn't put forth much effort. And I feel like a real piece of shit saying that because I know that an issue like weight loss doesn't have a fast or simple solution. No. I love him so much and want him to be happy, and it breaks my heart to see him so sad about his size. Mm. I just don't know what to do. Have either... Have either of you ever known someone who gets down about their circumstances but then doesn't do anything to improve them? <laughs> you trying to drag me, bitch? <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't say shit, You girl. said it in a way that I knew. For, fuck you. I didn't write this. Fuck you, you regardless. You Your feet are too far over here. Um, this is my side. Goddamn, girl. I am in the corner. <laughs> nah, I need more than half. Um, where was I? Compromise. How did you handle it? Any advice is appreciated. Thank you. P.S., Mm. To the BB who wrote in about her anxiety slash vaginismus. Oh, yeah. What's the, that the, again? The painful sex. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, a few episodes ago, I was dealing with a similar issue, and while seeing a psychologist for my anxiety, she suggested physiotherapy. I mm. found a place that specifically does pelvic-related physio. Interesting. And it's done wonders for me. Hmm. Like any other muscle, you can train your vagina slash pelvic floor muscles to not tense up slash trigger pain. Mm. I highly recommend looking into it if your vaginismus is something that makes you feel sounds self-conscious. Sounds like Christmas of the vagina. I'm saying it sounds like a holiday. Vaginismus. It's my favorite holiday. For, for vaginismus Eve, vaginismus we're having Eve. pussy cookies. Ooh, pussy cookies. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you should probably take the wheel on this well, one. I got to take the fat questions all the time. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I think this is more about someone no, who no, wants no. to change, is yeah. sad about it, yeah. but is not actually doing anything about it. Well, the it. thing, you know, what is encouraging to me is that this is a person who's like, I the weight is not an issue for me. I love this person. Like, right, I want right, to be with right. him. It's specifically the fact that he has said, I want to lose weight. Right. But the actions aren't meeting what he's saying he wants to do. But no, I think it's it. also that yeah, he he wants to lose weight and it affects his mood. Yeah, he's he's saying this this and affects he wants me negatively. To change, yeah, but it he's not doing it bad. So it seems like he's kind of maybe in a depression. Yeah, it does. And seem she's like having that. to sort of. And that's the thing about depression. That that's role, fucking yeah. hard because mm-hmm. it's not. It, it's like you can see what you want to do and what you what you think you need to do, and you just can't get to it. Yeah. It's like a fucking, it's like mental fog. It's like haze. And you know what? I know it's like she mentioned that she wanted him to maybe see a therapist. Mm-hmm. I think she should go see her own therapist. Oh, yeah. To figure out how, or maybe, because I don't really know how to deal with a situation like this. Aside True. from just, you know, there's a, it's tough. Because like she said, she's doing things for him. She's cooking for him. She's mm-hmm. doing these things for him. Um, but he has to want to change. That's true. You know, and it maybe he does want to, but he's got to. You know, it's it's you can't convince someone to do something unless they truly want to do it. You know what the closest thing I've ever been to this situation? It hasn't been necessarily with weight, but I think it would be with my mom. Mm-hmm. In the sense of like, sure. you love someone and you see how how they even recognize that something is affecting them in a way that they don't want, and they want to make a change, but they just aren't ready. Yeah. And yeah. that's a very hard process. It's like you because you, you have to be there and be supportive. But you also at the same time have to start setting up these little like, um, what did I say to my mom recently? I was just like, 
why do I feel like I'm high right now? I'm not. I just drank coffee. Um, basically, you have to let them know that, listen, I'm here. Okay, I know what I was going to say. When the stuff of a divorce is happening with my parents, and I understand that my mom is going to have moments where she is sad or she misses my dad, and then she hates herself for feeling that way with all the things he's done. And it's going to be an up and down thing. It's not like a clean cut, like it's just over 38 years. Okay, peace. Like it's going to be up and down. And so what I told her was, I never want you to feel like you can't talk to me about what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. I never want you to feel like you can't be sad about dad or you can't be angry or you can't go through these emotions. I mean, we've had so many conversations Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. over and over. And it's like, I, I don't want you to ever feel like you can't talk to me. Because I don't want you to hide that. Because when you hide that and you don't have that to re- like to to talk about with someone, it's gonna it's gonna build up and you're gonna resent. And it's I don't want that. At the same time, I'm not gonna have the same conversation for every day for the rest of my life. And so, if you recognize what you want to do and what you need to do, I'm gonna be here to be supportive. But I also want you to know that if you start complaining every day about the same thing for the next two months. At some point, I'm going to say, you can't talk to me about this anymore. Right. Sure. You can talk to me about how you're feeling, but I'm not going to engage in the complaining about it with you. It's not going to be as fun. And then at that point, it's not that you're an enabler, but it's it's like... It's like we're just having this... Yeah, I'm a sounding board. I, I have board. nothing left to I don't have any other talk advice. to you about this particular subject anymore. I've you said know? everything yeah. I can say. And you know so, how I feel. You know? yeah. and, and sometimes, like I found in, in the past, you know, that was... <laughs> beautiful. I found in the past that, you know, if I keep talking about a situation over and over again, like I would say with, I almost said his name, <laughs> the boy situation that like I was in last year. Like with me when you talk? Yeah. When I was in the boy situation last year. That was which, like... Which boy situation? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last the year. one. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. <laughs> and into this year. I was well, like in 2016. Last year. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot we were in 2018. Yeah, right? yeah. 20, 2016 into 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Situation I was in. Oh, I would talk about it constantly. It was all I could think about. It was all I could bitch about. At a certain point, you start to become aware, though, that when you keep saying the same thing and your friend is like, hmm, mm-hmm, and you're like, oh, I'm getting the signal now to wrap it up. <laughs> like, you know, like you you sometimes lose track of how often you've complained about something or how often you've brought something up and how you're just, you're saying things, but nothing's sticking. You're not doing anything about it. And sometimes you do need those people in your life that you just, you become aware of like, oh, they're bored of this conversation, which means I've been having this conversation way too much, which means I need to start making moves to figure out how I can get to a place where I don't need to talk about it constantly. And yeah, it's a, it's a weird balance. I wish I could give you specifics, but it's like you have to, it's, it's a matter of being supportive. I think you do should, you should get a therapist so you can figure out how to like navigate deal it. with it and navigate with it, navigate it. Because sometimes we always want to think like, well, they're the one that's going through the issue. They need the therapy. But you're the person that has to support that issue right now, and they might not be in the place to do it. So it's good to just bolster that a little bit. But also, I think there is a balance of just being holding someone accountable to the things that they've said without being mean about it, without being unreasonable or without empathy for what they're going through. And, you know, I would just for honestly, I would just start making a ton of meals at home, whatever he wants to deal with or engage with, he can. It's available, go on more hikes or do whatever. And so it's more of like, in order for him to spend time with you, you're changing your life to accommodate what you want to do. And then he can join along if he wants and when he's ready to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the saddest thing. It's one thing to be in a place with your body where you're comfortable 
and it's whatever. But when you're in a place where you don't feel comfortable with your body and you're trying to figure out what that change is that you need to make, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. just hard. Mm-hmm. So I feel for him. But I think that you're, you're doing all the things you can do. You're not being judgmental. You're not being shitty. You're not being pushy. You're just trying to incorporate the things that he's vocalized that he wants. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that really dig into what is it, you know, if he wants to do this, ooh, hello, if he wants to do this, really try to help him, like, let's figure out the steps to do it. Like, I'm here, I'm your partner. I'm here to help you. If you want to lose weight or not, if you want to just, like, not even lose weight, but just feel better or do more whatever, like, let's figure it out. And that's the, that's what my mom's always done for me. She's always been like, let's just, we're going to figure it out. And that's, like, so comforting in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Of like, sometimes you're just in it and you can't figure out how to get to their side of it. But knowing that someone's just going to be there and is going to help you through is good. But you're doing the right thing. Next question. Next question. Maybe the last question. Maybe. Second to last. Uh, Subject is, what would you do in this situation? All caps. (laughs) Break up. You're in the Peace Corps. Dear podcast parents and the precious baby Margo. Okay. I think this is the last year my life will be like this. This is because my granddad has Alzheimer's. And his memory is only going to get worse. Hmm. Tomorrow is his 84th birthday. I want to go as who knows what the next... I want to go as... I want to go as who knows what the next year will be like, but I don't want to remember him like this. Hmm. I am finding it overwhelming. I know you'll probably say that I should talk to a therapist, but every time I think about it, I cry, Hmm. which is why I should talk to a therapist. I don't want him to forget who I am. I don't want him to forget who I am, but Mm -hmm. also can't face seeing him as he is not the granddad I used to have. Mm. What would you do? Thank you both loads and sorry if it's too long. Oh, it wasn't too long. I would say that at this point, it I've I've gathered he's is he completely doesn't remember anything at this point. It seems like it's probably pretty bad. Yeah. And so I think you have a decision to make. Now you don't want to go because it upsets you and mm-hmm. you know I, I have a feeling in your mind well he's not going to recognize me anyway so kind of you know what's the point point? Um, and it upsets you right I get that mm-hmm. but there's also a part of me that's like well you know maybe you're not going for him at this point you're going to say goodbye you're going for the people that care yeah. about him right Fair. maybe the wife the mother you know whoever is still around that's dealing that with feels it. for him like, I think you're going to go there to be with those people mm-hmm. and support each That's other. True. You're not alone in it. Whereas, you know, I kind of agree. It's like he he's not even really, you know, he he's not really there. True. And he's not going to really recognize if that's the case. I don't know how severe it is. That's true. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard when you don't know the details of it. But this is what I will say is that, first of all, whether you go or not, I'm not going to judge you in any way because I think that you get to say goodbye how and when you want to someone yeah, and, of and, and how it's affecting you. What I will say, though, is that... And I think people need to understand that as well. He may not recognize you. He may not know who you are. But this is someone that you have loved and that has loved you. And so, you know, it is an interesting question of, like, if, you, if I... If I came across, if I met you again, like I met you one day, you lost your memory completely. Yeah, yeah. And you don't remember me. That's a huge fear. Of my That's life. a crazy fear. It's like, I, I get it. But it's also like, I still have loved you. So mm-hmm. on a person to person level, I still care about you. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't remember me. It's very hard if you didn't remember me, you don't remember all these things. But, you know, sometimes to be fair, girl, I'll get high and I forget who the fuck you are. And it's great. <laughs> 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 no, but like, there's still... 
this is a man who is alone in wherever he is, a hospital, a nursing home, whatever's going on. And even if he doesn't know you, it might still be, depending on how bad it is or like what his, his attitude is about it, it might still be nice to have people around him just talking to him, just checking in on him. He might not know who you are, but it's still... Did she say if he's in a nursing home or anything like that? Uh, I don't believe so. I think they said they were... It's his 84th birthday, so I think there's like a party okay. that's happening for him. This is what I would do. And this is... And you know what? And I've been through um, not something exactly like this, but when my grandma... After my grandma survived a coma, <laughs> welcome my life, woke up, we took care of her in a nursing home, we put her in a nursing home and then brought her home eventually. But when she was in the nursing home, there were days I would visit her every day and... There were days I'd walk in where she had a UTI or something and she was like out of it that she would be like, I don't want to be your grandmother. You're trying to steal money from me. I don't know who you are. Days mm-hmm. like that she didn't know who I was and she was acting with me in a way that I was not used Angry, to. Yeah. And I remember being very she upset about that. Very, It was very hard because her and I were so close. So to have moments where she wasn't as clear and it was like losing that, very hard. But at the same time, there's something about going to their last birthday or going to whatever... It's an t- opportunity to say goodbye. Even if you're not physically saying it to them, it's kind of a send-off. Yeah, well, maybe it's not even for them. It's for you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's your... Absolutely. Yeah. It's, and you never know. They, I don't really know the ins and outs of, yeah. of that disease. but It's like, a hard disease. I imagine there's moments of clarity, right? Where they, they, they kind of come back for a moment. Sometimes there are. And I don't know if there is some sort of like... heart that does i don't really know if they recognize or don't but like mm-hmm. if, just, we I never think know regardless we it might know. be nice for them to just see you you know how sometimes i don't know though i yeah you don't know but you also like you know how sometimes you meet someone and you've never met them before but there's that feeling of like familiarity mm-hmm. he might feel that with you guys maybe yeah it's possible i mean i don't know again i don't know the ins and outs but i just think that like you have to do whatever is good for you but at the same time also think about in 10 years, 20 years, when you look back or you go through this again or you go through this with someone else, just think about if you go to this party, this is a chance to really say goodbye. And mm-hmm. and even if it's not someone that remembers you, I always have so much admiration for kids that take care of their parents or whatever when they're going through this kind of stuff and they forget who they are. Oh, God, do you remember that video of that woman laying in bed with her mom? It's like an older woman and she doesn't really yeah. remember her. She's yeah. asking her questions, right. and then she's then she kind of does remember her, mm-hmm. and it's like this really like it's emotional a really moment. Sweet moment. Yeah, and it's like that's the kind of stuff that I think about. But it's like it's so hard for a kid to have to deal with that. But at the same time, I think there's something where like when you have loved someone, even if they don't remember you, you still want the end of their life to feel like they're not alone. Because there's some when you're in nursing homes as someone who's been there, it is depressing. Mm-hmm. Families just are like, well, they're old; they don't remember me. I'm not going to go visit. They stop visiting, and that really does affect their mental everything they Mm -hmm. go down after Mm -hmm. that and so i just think that there's something about your presence that might be comforting to your to your grandfather in a way that you don't even know sure yeah yeah that's kind of what i was getting at like i imagine maybe on some level even if you're a stranger even unconsciously just someone being there there that like even if he doesn't know why you love him but you do love him there's something that you can sense in another person that will be comforting and uh, and we'll feel more taken yeah. care of. So that might be that might be worth pushing past the uh, the sadness about the inevitability of it. But again, you have to do what you're going to do, and I'm sure your grandfather would understand. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you want to do one more? Or? Let's do one more. All right. This is a uh, another kind of tough one. God damn, girl, you really choosing? Not nearly today. as tough, Fuck. but you know, I don't want to. I don't want to sugarcoat it. Uh, here we go. Subject is my husband slash wife. Oh. Okay. Hey, Keith and Megan. Okay, so my story is very long, but I'm gonna keep it short and make it into one question. Okay. And we got like love, bu- we got I love when points. they do that. We got love it. Points. Yes. All right. I had a relationship of eight years when I married the love of my life. I should say that we. This is a woman speaking about her husband. Okay. Okay. Um, I had a relationship of eight years when I married the love of my life. I'm currently 29. Okay. Half a year later, he/she came out to me as transgender. Okay. Now, I don't think I've ever had anyone in my life who was so good to me and who loved me so much, and I loved him, her. Mm-hmm. That's why when she came out to me, I decided to try and make it work because I could not imagine my life without him or her, him slash her. Okay. Now, three years later, we figured out it's not going to work because okay. I'm not attracted to women, basically. Okay. Now, three years later, I'm still stuck in the past, and mm-hmm. I cannot get my brain into the present. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking of how happy we were and how our life is going to change. Everything we built, bought a house, built traditions, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. We are getting a divorce when we arrange things with the house. Mm -hmm. And because I'm so stuck on clinging onto the past and the things we have, I can't move on in my brain and find peace with the husband I loved. Mm. The story is, of course, a lot more complicated like this. And I made some videos on YouTube about it. Please don't mention my channel, which we won't. Uh, If you want to check them out... Uh, <laughs> Wait, don't mention my channel. Oh, out. we want to check them out. If you want out. some reference, go ahead. Oh. Okay, I'm not going to yeah, read it. Yeah, don't say it. Um, I haven't updated any of it in over a year because of my depression. It's taking a punch to my brain every time I edit these videos. But any advice to get your brain out of the past and mentally move on? Ooh. I mean, it sounds like it's a breakup. It it's is. It's a divorce under... It's This is a circumstance circumstances, that yeah. maybe not as many people go through as they would with like someone cheating or someone or just like falling out of love. Mm -hmm. So, Ooh. Cause yeah, you're losing like the reality. Why not losing a best friend? I mean, I imagine you could still remain friends, but there is a loss of that. There's a loss of, of what things were. Yeah. Of what things were. And I think that like the thing that I'm learning growing up, first of all, two things, the reality is, and you know, this, you have to move past it. That's why you're asking for help because you know that inevitably you can't hold on to this. You can't cling to it. This is just how it's going to be. And you have to adjust and adapt accordingly so that you can be fulfilled in your life and that also you can decide how involved this person is in your life and, and what you can be for them. Um, I know that we also we always recommend therapy and things like that. And I, and I do think that situations like this, if you really Absolutely. do need a support system and that does include therapy... Three years later, you're you're still like, in your own words, stuck in in not moving on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I think you need to. That's a long relationship, and it's it's a it's and it's a long time to still be in the same level, you know. Um, and so I, I think that oh, listen, I love reading self help books. I, I'm reading one right now called Broken Open. That's about people that have gone through horrific shit and have managed to survive it, and it's like inspiring me for my own life. Fuck yeah. So I think like finding reading like that, I can always recommend other books. Ooh, there's a, call, a book called Life, is, I think it's called like Life is Good by um, Heather Lend, L-E-N-D-E. Mm-hmm. That's a really good book. Like, so I, for me, what works for me is I love turning to literature and books and stories about people that have gone through things, and then it helps put, give me the perspective of how long life is and how many transitions you go through in general. And also, it makes me remember, and this is so hard when you're in something, to remember that 
Um, oh, and Shan Booty posted something the other day. But she was on Instagram and she said, the worst word in the English language is mine. And people were like, why? And she was like, mine is like, fuck, I might have screen capped it. I don't even remember. I might agree. Yeah, let's see um, convince fuck, me. Fuck, it might not be up anymore. But I feel like knowing me, I probably screen capped it. Where are my little screen caps? Screenshots. Um, damn, did I not do it? God damn, Shambooty. I thought I took it. I thought I swooped it. Give me, give me the paraphraser for me. <sighs> Struggles. Um, basically, it was like, mine is the worst thing in the world because it, it basically is, is what destroys relationships, destroys trust, um, is why people fight over things because we have this belief that things belong to us and that's just not true. Things are with you for as long as they're with you for, and you can't really own another person. You can't really own something. Like it's all going to go away eventually. And so to cling to something that's mine is basically like completely bullheaded and it's unrealistic and it's only going to cause you pain. It causes everyone pain to believe that your desire to own something is more important than letting something be what it is. So I think like... Give me like an example. Like, um... Hmm. Like that's my girlfriend. No, 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 not like not like to describe a relation to. I don't think necessarily, but like like my time. When people say like you're a waste of my time, like if we're in a relationship mm-hmm. and you all of a sudden are like not all of a sudden, but like you want to have a polyamorous relationship, mm-hmm. right? And instead of just saying, uh, you know, that's not really for me, so I'm gonna bow out. You go into a whole thing about. But you belong to me. Like, you're mm. mine. Yeah, You're yeah. for me. Gotcha, not gotcha. for anyone else. Gotcha. It's like, like a this, possessive sort it's of... It's a possession Yeah. thing. I think in the possessive way. So it's like... But w- that was but making... she's also coming from a... She like does have... Said, she has a, a more of a relationship. Yeah, like a very... I mean, I think it's very wise, uh, very old soul, very um, big picture kind of viewpoint. Yeah, yeah. For I, sure. Fuck, I wish it was still up because it was so good. And now I can't remember. No, it was on her Instagram story, but I think it's gone now. Um, Fuck. I wonder if she posted it on like a photo. She on, what's her? Um, It's just Shambooty. Maybe I don't know how to spell Shambooty. I don't remember. But it was really good. Whatever point she made, it was basically like she said the word mine. Then people were like, why? And she pointed out. But it's our belief that things belong to us more than they belong to the those things or other people and what it causes a lot of misery for us. So I think the thing that I've learned a lot is, and the thing that I struggle with is, you know, when you're in a situation with someone or you're dating someone or you're in love with someone in your head, you hope it lasts, bitch, Jesus. you hope it lasts forever. And the idea of it not lasting the way it is forever is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And that gets in the way sometimes I think of appreciating that sometimes things and people are in your life for a very certain amount of time in the way that they are. And there has to be, you have to live this kind of dual life of like where you're in it, but also where you're above it. And you understand that it's not going to be this way forever. And you have to love it as much as you can right now. The situation that you're in, the person that you're with, this is not just about relationships. This is about like when you're in college. Oh, booties with a D. Yeah. Booty. Booty. Oh, you're looking up like butt. I literally thought her name was Shan, Shan Booty. Booty. Shan like, Boodrum. Like, Shan, look at my butt. No. 
<laughs> I literally thought this whole time was like her. It was like one of those silly nah, like YouTube baby names. Girl, she and booty. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you I was know, like, like, hey, for booty instance, Fuck for yeah. instance, right now I'm laughing with Keith because it's funny. But my above spirit is looking at Keith and realizing, God, this is a lost little baby lamb in the woods. <laughs> you live a dual life, you know? But hey girl, I just, I'm always learning. I'm always learning. All more, right, here we go. Mourning, like which is what you have to do. You have to mourn this relationship, is a constant balancing act, which is, I feel like, the term of the Clinical fucking day. sexologist. The, yeah, she has a degree or something. Um, say, is that a real thing? Yeah, girl, she got a degree and shit. Um, what I'm saying is, and you throw me off, girl, because you're, you're stalking Shan Booty right now over booty. here. Booty. Booty. It's that soft D. It's that booty. That boo drum. <laughs> the boudoir. The boudoir. <laughs> That's great, girl. Um, I should do a photo shoot with morning. her. You should. Well, she's a photographer. A, I got to get a good... I know. She she's actually intimidates me. In no, the, in I the best be, way, she I would be intimidated. Because I know she's very talented. And, she's, um, she's very talented, but I think she loves collaborating. So that would definitely be someone cool to work with. Um... And I want to work with um, Jared on music, too. What I'm saying is mourning, is, which is what you have to do, is a constant balancing act of giving yourself the space to feel sad about how things have changed while also remembering and highlighting the appreciation you had for something when it was what it was. But the reality is that no relationship, no friendship, no living situation, nothing is going to stay the same forever. And it can be heartbreaking, but at a certain point, you have to decide that holding on to the thing is holding you back more than letting go of the thing. And it's more painful to hold on to it than let it go. And so you sound like you're ready. You sound like you're at the point where you're asking for help. And so I would just say support system, literature, and like other materials that will help you figure out how other people have done it. And then also, you know, really having the conversations that you need to have with this person that you love moving forward when you figure out where you're coming from to figure out the boundaries of what you can give and what you can't give and what you want it to be. It's a hard situation. I mean, I've never been married. I've never been in a long-term relationship. Yeah. Um, and I cut my father out of my life. So we're like, <laughs> I mean, I could just say the things that I've done to that sort of helped me move on from a previous relationship. Yeah. A lot of touching yourself. A lot of touching yourself. Endless amounts of Getting on Roseanne. dating sites, <laughs> dating people. Yeah. Um, honestly, sometimes it takes me finding the next person. Yeah, true. To get over the that previous person, which I don't know if that's necessarily a healthy way to go about it. But no, but it, it does. that's a real thing. Though. I think you just need to realize that as much as you love this person or loved this person, I'm sure you still love this person. Yeah. As much as you love this person and how great that person is, there are other people that you are going to love. Yeah. And, and you're going to love very them. very similar towards. You're going you're gonna to love them. No love is ever going to be the same. Seven billion people on the planet. Yeah. But I think that that's something, that's an interesting way to look at it, is like, there is this whole, like, oh my God, I'm never going to experience this love again. But also, you're never going to experience this love again. Mm-hmm. You're going to experience a million other kinds of love. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. That are going to be deeper in different ways. A more mature and it's like, types and of love. And you don't have yeah. to like completely cut out the memories of something or cut out that feeling, but it's like you had it for a long time in a way that a lot of people don't, and that's okay. Like it's that's something not... to cherish rather than yeah. regret. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm glad I had this experience. Exactly. Rather than I regret that it's over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a matter of way of looking. It's a way of it's looking a, it's at it. It's all perspective. Yeah, yeah. It really, really is. Damn, we so wise sometimes, Beeves. Shit. I know. 
But I also sit in my house and wear Postmates and don't talk to anyone. I say sometimes. A key word, sometimes. sometimes. Today is a moment, of, <laughs> it's a moment of clarity. All right, girl, let's clear this podcast out. Let's clear this dick out, I'm going to whip up the next song while you... Uh... I bet it's going to be Justin Timberlake. <laughs> it's so good. Girl, my left side of my throat hurts a little bit, and I blame you. Did I my hurt throat's myself? been hurting Did a while. I hurt myself laughing? My tooth is hurting. Oh, Keith is breaking down. My back's down. hurting. My legs Keith's, hurting. Ooh, welcome to your thirties, baby Yeah, that's girl. great, guys. My birthday's <laughs> next week. My birthday's next week, girl. <laughs> what are you gonna buy me? What you gonna get me? What you gonna get? I'm gonna get you, my. I'm gonna get us another puppy. You? Oh God. <laughs> well, I'm gonna cook you breakfast, Peeves. I'll be. Uh, Want me to cook you breakfast, Peeves? No. I could cook you breakfast. What are you going to cook for me? I make you pancakes and turkey bacon. I don't want turkey bacon. Why don't you? We want regular bacon? I want regs. Okay. I was just thinking about your old heart. Actually, I've been, I've been cutting meat out more and more. Yeah, girl? I, went I to had a, a delicious mon- prime rib sandwich the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had red meat for the first time in like 10 years. I know you day. did. Yeah. And I'm so mad you didn't have it with me. Like, fuck you. Well, it was like that or a scallop. And to me, scallops are little balls of snot that come from the ocean. And so no, I don't I really enjoy uh, scallops. So I was like, Fair. and I was already mad and pissed at this restaurant that oh, yeah, you had a bad situation. my girl and I went to for New Year's Eve. And uh, so I just, you know, it was venison, to be fair. I'd never had venison in my life. I've never had venison. Um, I don't live that deer life. It was life. like a giant lamb chop, really. I ate a baby deer, though, yeah. Well, not a baby deer. Uh, just a regular a deer. Just yeah. to get violent with it. Filthy. Um, I need to talk, start cutting more meat out. I made a... But yeah, I... I, I um, I didn't have meat yesterday, for the most part. Wow, for the most part. <laughs> what did I order for dinner yesterday? Oh, I had some chicken in my salad. You did. Yeah, but it was a salad. Well, to my mom, you're a uh, vegan, so... <laughs> I know, your mom's <laughs> so far. Every time she talks to me. Constantly offering food to me. Well, I'm he's like, a I'm, vegan, I'm okay, right? Shan, he's a vegan, right? And I'm like, yeah, mom, he's not a vegan. Like, in the Midwest, you are, though, girl. You don't eat red meat? Ooh, you don't you eat red meat. You know, the Midwest got to catch the fuck up, all right? Nah, girl, they have butterflakes, flakes. Tired bitch. of the rest of this country falling behind. Ooh, but that bitch made us cookies. Her and Zoe made us cookies. Yeah, Zoe was here randomly. I was like, oh. I, I loved it. I, I can't was remember like, the last I want, time I've seen Zoe I was like, in our I want apartment. Zoe here more often. I like, I like it. And she forgot her her mixer thing here, which was clearly what a chick does to get you to hang yeah, out yeah, with her yeah. again. Classic. Come over. She her thought place I, now. she thought I was gonna come over, but nah, bitch. I sent that with Keith to get his haircut. Gotcha. You don't want to go hang out with Zoe? No, I love hanging out with Zoe. I like hanging She's out with people. I like hanging out with Zoya, particularly when I'm not going through like a troubled time in my life, be- or not like a troubled time. That's I shouldn't phrase it like that. When I'm in a shitty boy situation that I know I shouldn't be in, that's not a time to hang out with Zoya and <laughs> Felzone, because Zoya and Felzone they are like are people, like girl. what are you fucking doing? And Felzone's also like you can talk to me once about it, and that's fine. You complain to me twice about it. Mm? <laughs> <laughs> Probably gonna say something starky. The third time you talk to me about the same shitty situation, don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true, girl. So I They're save tough. I save my shitty situations. It's that East Coast, that East Coast. I miss that. I miss it. And sometimes you don't want that straight to it. You want someone to coddle your feelings so yeah, you can no. fuck up for another six months, like Keith. No, just kidding. I mean, look, I would. Yeah, you coddle me a little bit more, but you I mean, know, look, I'm you here know. to talk and listen because I know you're just not gonna listen. Nah, I know. Oh, that's true. That's you're true. Do what you're gonna do. I am gonna do what I'm gonna do. You're gonna do. live through it. But you're you gonna know what? I'm gonna it. understand all the sides of it before I fuck the person I shouldn't yeah, fuck. Then you're gonna learn and grow, girl. That's, yeah, that's it, girl. I can't. You know, it's all for the I'm cut. all about people making their own path. You know. 
Yeah, girl, I'm not afraid to to make bad choices either because I well, like I agree with that. Like th- after a third time, of not just you, but in general, yeah, yeah. like if you coming at me for a, a problem you know you shouldn't be doing, or yeah. you know what the solution yeah. would be, but you're still complaining about remember stuff. the remember the boy like, situation right, when things talking. kept happening, and I was just like, I, I everyone was like, bitch, let go, and I was like, girl, I, I can't, can't imagine how many times I was like, you just you just got to move on, girl, you just got to cut them off, I know. cut them out. It was so hard, but you know what I've done, girl? You'd be really proud of. Because we haven't talked in a while. And I've realized, especially when Christmas went by and New Year's and he didn't reach out to me, I knew that I normally would have reached out to him. And it became very apparent to me. I was like, oh, I was driving this entire thing. Yeah. If I hadn't been, if I hadn't been as active in talking to him, we wouldn't have talked every day. Right. So in my way more than he was. So in my head, I thought, well, we talk every day. So we're close. And now I'm looking back and I'm thinking, no, we talked every day because I talked every day. Mm -hmm. And he responded. Mm -hmm. That's not real friendship. So, you know, I got out of that sans chlamydia, so thank God. Hey. Woo! Dodged a bullet. Have fun with your ex. We're going to read these Patreons? Yeah, yeah work. sure. God we damn. can do it. Goddamn. I was just trying to, I was trying to entertain the BBs. Trying. I think I'm about to start my period. I'm not Great. feeling it. I'm trying to have sex in New York in a few weeks. You know, just living my life. <clears throat> I haven't had sex in a year, girl. Trying to it's been a year, girl. Am I a virgin again? It's a born again virgin right here. God damn. It's been a year, girl. It's the longest you've ever seen me go without sex since I lost it. I used to tell that <laughs> to my friend who hadn't had sex in like a few years after he like yeah, became girl. single. I was like, you born again virgin. I man. feel like I'm gonna sage my pussy and then it's gonna <laughs> it's I literally have sage <laughs> and I have crystals. So yeah. we're gonna make it happen. I'm gonna get the demons oh out God. before I let the the next dick in, as it were. Listen, if you like this <laughs> podcast, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, all those fun places. Keith's going to figure out how to get this shit on Google Play. And, uh, it's got to be the R- an RSS feed situation. Yeah, it probably is. Just take the SoundCloud RSS feed. Yeah. So uh, you can go to patreon.com slash adventuresandroommating, or you can just go to roommatepod.com or adventuresandroommating.com, one of those motherfuckers, and find us, okay? Patreon is a tipping rewards site. It's what keeps this podcast free as fuck and also keeps this puppy fed. I don't know where she went. She got bored with us. She's gone. She's gone. Um, I want to give a shout out to our special BBs. We got Amelia Duncan. Amelia Duncan wants to shout out the Instagram page for a cute little rescue cat that goes on adventures. You'll never guess his name. It's Simon the Adventure underscore cat. <laughs> That's Simon the Adventure underscore cat. If you like cats and you like the internet, follow his ass on Instagram and tippy tap it, you know? Tippy tap that tabby bitch. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We also got Jess better on sea than Lan Landon. We got Carlos. I don't have a good name for you yet, Antonio. Carlos Antonio Texas over here. We got Samantha. The truth is out there vetting. We got Gina. Uh, I hope that premium didn't go up too much. Wartman. We got Priscilla Queen of the Desert Ramirez. And we have Eric, you know, not me, no. Bitch, I see you, Eric. M. You're not going to fuck me up. So and it's time for the tucking in. Here we go. Hater's gonna say it's fake. He doesn't. Even, I don't even know what the fuck he's saying in this song. I just know he's like, and I'm dancing with the robot. Delia Adams, Keith Dean, Jason Gonzalez, Becca Murray, Amanda, Mandy Arthur, Pup Tana, Kyle Eakey, Dylan Waterbury, Kate Anthony Hood, and Kyle Englishman. If I didn't read your name, it's because you're not right with your Lord or your credit card provider. And Patreon, which I love dearly makes it so hard to just remove pledges. Like, in order for me to remove a pledge that's declined, I have to block them, and then I have to unblock them. Really? Individually. 
Like, I can't just block five of them, have their pages open, then go and block them. Why can't them. you just remove them? I can't. It literally only will let me hey, Patreon. block them. I keep we tweeting talk. at them. Please just let me. You know what, girl? Me. Let me talk to my Patreon person. I'll figure that Please out for do. you, girl. <laughs> because it literally, it's so frustrating because it, when, well, you know when it shows on our Patreon, like, you make this much per podcast. That's yeah. not how much we make per podcast. Right. And it, it incorrectly taking these p- accounts that I have to go and block. And when you block someone, they can't ever pledge again. So I have to go unblock them. It's just way too much time and it should be streamlined, Patreon. I don't get it. Like this should be, this is like a really easy, basic thing. I just want to be able to, oh, you haven't paid for five months. I just want to remove you, but you still have the option to repledge. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's it. <laughs> Listen, you can find me Megan Tonjes on most things. You can find me Keith uh, Crew on most things. Keith W-O-A Crew on Twitter. And, uh, and show your friends the podcast. Show them a podcast. Bring one new BB to the family this week. That's all we yeah, want. You know, I just like... They I don't got to give us money. I don't want to be a parent. Listen. I don't want to be a parent in real life, but I like being your parent, you know? That's it. Good right. night. Okay. Goodbye. Bye.